It wasn't my first crime scene. Not by a long shot. Body full of holes where the life poured out. Case like this, my line of work, usually open and shut. Find a stiff's immortal soul, usually hanging out near the body. Break the bad news about the demise. Ask the poor goon what happened. Boom, murder solved. Only one problem. This time, no ghost. Normally, anytime a ghost hightails it, I find them floating around near their former home or a, uh, if you'll excuse the expression, regular haunt of theirs. This guy? No dice. His specter had ghosted, and it was gonna come down to me to find out why. It's what I do. I'm Frank Ecto, Ghost Detective. First stop on any Crossvale action like this is a flesh pal of mine. Name a Shirley. This broad, Shirley. Ah, sorry. You know, sometimes I forget about how times have changed, and the right word for dames has changed with them. This woman, she's a psychic medium. Yeah, they're real. Never had much use for folks like that back when I was alive. But since I crossed, well, that's the only way I can talk to the old meat world anymore. Though... Old ain't quite the adjective now, is it? Been nearly 60 years since I kicked it. Not that time means a whole lot to us vapors. Spent most of that time off in the underworld, doing much the same as I did in my meat life, helping folk, looking into missing friends, or cheating lovers. It's not just ghosts, neither. I get demons, angels, demigods, even the occasional minor deity. See, there's the biggest lie we get told before we die. Heaven and hell? Same town. Different side of the tracks. None of them religions got it quite right. But they've each got a morsel of truth to them. An example. Folks go someplace when they die. But there's nothing about sins or virtue. It's more like baggage. Regrets. Got enough unfinished business and you end up like me. Just barely on the other side. Ouija boards and drafty old houses, that's us. Regular type phantoms. The ambitious unrested. Sorry, it got sidetracked. Uh, went down to see Shirley. So she died on the operating table for a few minutes back in grade school. Gave her a slight connection to our side. The psychic residue in her home and on her belongings lets us communicate a bit. We usually gotta talk by Ouija if she's alone, or seance if she's got other folks to help. I never been one for crowds. I find her reading in her cramped studio. Got to knock something off the bookshelf to get her over to the board. She jumps. Oh! What? I spell out my message. Just a quick hello. Damn it, Frank. You spooked me like that again and our next meeting will be face to face. Sorry, I spell. It's fine. What brings you around this time? Some punks knock over your headstone? I can't exactly respond with Dickens. She's loving the one-sided sass. I spell out murder. Well, yeah, I figured as much. You want me to scan for recently croaked? Yes is easier. There's a spot on the board for yes. Shirley nods, wordless, getting right to work. She's lighting candles, 
waving around some kind of stick bundles. I don't know much about what she's up to. I crossed over the long way. She sits down, chants a little bit. Suddenly... (gasps) No, it can't be. Frank, the victim, he's... He's my brother, Tom. And there was this big red face, covered in scars, waiting just on the other side of death. Frank, somebody's stolen my brother's soul. (laughs) Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Poor girl's a wreck. Nothing I can do sticking around her place, though. She can't even see my shoulder, let alone cry on it. The only thing I can do for her now is to try and find out who stole her brother's ghost. Once I get to the other side, my first stop is obvious. Little dive bar, right near the crossing. Dead Eddie's Purgatory Pub. Eddie's for short. The part of town where souls cross? It ain't quite heaven, and it ain't quite hell. Hence the name of Eddie's place. Bit on the nose, but whatever. Not my bar, not the point of the story. The bell above the door makes a ding-a-ling as I enter. Evening, Frank. Hey, yo, Eddie boy. How's my favorite barkeep doing? Don't butter me up, Frank. Ah, you read me like tea leaves, Eddie. What's the price tonight? Uh, A guy walks into a bar. Surprised he didn't see it. Ha! Good one, Frank. What can I do for you? Looking for an ugly red fellow. Face full of scars. Would have been here last night, around ten. Yeah, I seen him. He hurried on out of here around that hour. Dropped his key on his way. Eddie shows me the key. It's from a nearby hotel. Got a room number on it and everything. I take the key and bid Eddie a fond farewell. I'm sure he appreciated the visit. Despite the jokes, not many folks walk into this bar. The hotel ain't far. I make my way over in just a few minutes. I find the room no problem, unlock the door, and open it carefully. Empty. Good. I head in slowly, like the room will wake up if I startle it. The bed's unmade. There's a duffel bag on the floor. Something catches my eye from the nightstand. Something shiny. I go over, still cautious. The shiny eye catcher is a silver coin. Wait a sec. I recognize this. This coin. Same kind of coin Judas got paid in. Silver piece. From the devil Mammon. Demon of greed. And one of the seven princes of hell. Damn it! This is bigger than I'd thought. I pocket the coin, just as the door slams open behind me. Shoot, forgot to lock it. Hey, who the hell are you? I turn slowly towards the fellow who's interloping on my interloping. Big red face, covered in scars. This is the guy who stole Tom's ghost. I egg him on a bit. Oh, hey there, ugly. I love what you've done with the place. Really just screams devil without a budget. Ooh, that got him good and mad. Or it's the whole me being here thing. I'm not picky about the reason. He charges. I dodge left as he grabs where I'm not. 
I spin around and take the opening. Big slow son of a gun gives me plenty of time to take the crucifix from my coat pocket and press it to his chest. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you ugly bastard. You won't catch Frank Ecto off his game. I might not look like much, but that's kind of the point. Now, while I have you here, how's about you tell me what happened with the ghost you stole? Okay, okay. Just calm down with the cross, man. It was just a courier job. Cultist on the other side picks a mark, offs the poor sucker, then I grab the ghost and deliver it to Mammon's casino. I don't know what he wanted it for. We never even met face to face. Good. Not a dead end. I give my new friend a solid thump on the head with the cross, then head out. I keep the room key, slipping it into my pocket to hang out with the Mammon coin. This whole thing is a big deal. Everyone with something to lose and everything to gain has done some time in Mammon's casino. A fresh ghost? Mammon's greedy. And that sort of thing is exactly the type of rare ephemera that would enhance Mammon's collection. Time to take this to the head honcho. Just thinking about Shirley, crumpled up on the floor, sobbing so hard she was hardly even making noise. Bad enough she had to find out her brother was killed. But to not even have the closure of his soul being at rest? No. This ends now. I make it to the casino after a long walk to calm my nerves. Then I steal said nerves for the coming conflict. The bouncer stops me at first, but I flash the coin and get let in. No words, just a shocked look and an instinctive step back. Not many folks walking around with one of these coins. I head straight to the back office of the casino, where a flash of the coin gets me led through a quiet hallway and into Mammon's private quarters. Cigar smoke fills the dimly lit room. A record plays from a dark corner. I can see the faint glint of precious metal along the walls, but the smoke and the dark prevent me from getting a clear look at the place. Mammon's so greedy that I can't even peek at the decorations. Frank Ecto, I've been expecting you. Then you know what I'm here for, and you know it ain't a social call. Mammon shouldn't have been expecting me. This whole thing reeks of trap, but what else can I do except play along? Mammon's chair spins around, and the demon stands slowly. Impeccable suit, sharp features, yellowy-orange skin, and an ugly, froggish mug wearing a cruel smile. The fright would have had me shaking in my boots if I still had a nervous system. Right down to business, then. The ghost I procured, you see. It's for a bit of a wager. A few associates and I have a high-stakes poker game, and I needed a buy-in. Fresh ghosts are exceedingly rare, since the circumstances required to get a soul to turn ghost instead of crossing over. Well, you know about all this, Frank. I don't answer. Mammon smiles and turns away, pushing aside a curtain and disappearing into darkness. I follow, certain now of the trap. Why kill someone so few degrees removed from me? 
Why pay the thief with something so valuable and so traceable? Precisely because it would bring me here. Mammon knows I'll buy into the poker game with the only thing I have as collateral. The rarest ghost around, with knowledge unrivaled in the underworld. Me. Mammon's curtained-off, dingy poker room is just as smoky and dark as the fancy office. I take a seat at the table, the last one left empty. Folding chairs, an aluminum table upholstered with green felt, authentically crummy. The chips are waiting for me. The other demons eye me suspiciously, but none questions my place here. The first hand is dealt. I spend the game playing conservatively until the other demons drop out one by one. They bet too big or they bluff too hard, and then it's just me and Mammon. I still keep playing slow until I have just a few chips over the greedy bastard. The hand is dealt, the flop is revealed, and I smile wryly. Four of clubs, four of hearts, ace of spades. The bet is to me. All in. Ha! Ecto, you take me for a much larger fool than I am. Your first ambitious bet of the night. An obvious fate. I'll stake my whole pile on it. Show us what you've got. Next, the turn in the river. Five of hearts, three of diamonds. Mammon shows the four of spades and the five of hearts. Full house. Silently, I flip my two cards, four of a kind. The smile drips from Mammon's face as the demon turns a few shades paler. The facade only drops for a moment, though. To Mammon's credit, I almost believe the brave face that comes next. Good show, Frank. Take your winnings on the way out. And here. Mammon flips a chip to me. Darker and a bit larger than the rest. It's... It's Tom's ghost! His soul condensed into a chip. Mammon, you rotten bastard! I clutch the chip and leave the casino stiffly, ignoring the other prizes I won. This is no victory today, but at least it's closure. A stolen ghost, just bait for an old tired gumshoe. I won't tell Shirley the details, but I'll find a way to leave her the chip. Somehow.